You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. The end. <laughs> Sweet. All right, Sid Talk, tell us uh, your story before the show starts. I have a story? Yeah. What's my story? No, no, before the after the show Before story. the after the show discussion was this movie. And I went out for lunch today with my friend and had some wine and some delicious food. That's about it. I mean, we went to a public place with lots of people. I was the only one there when I got there early, of course, as I do. And then boom, before I knew it, all the tables were filled. Interesting. Did anybody sneeze or cough <laughs> on you? I don't know. I, I'm pretty, uh, what's the word? Oblivious? No. What's the word when you're out in public and you really don't give a shit what anybody else is doing? That's me. Oblivious. <laughs> That's it. I don't know if anybody coughed or sneezed. I was just chatting with my friend. All right. So uh, with that out of the way, it is Saturday, March the 6th. This is after the show number 674. We're a movie review podcast. We review a movie every week. And this week's movie is Wrong Turn. It's a 2021 Hold movie. on. Hasn't there been a wrong turn before? Well, not in 2021, <laughs> there is not. It is a 2021 movie released. Uh, it's released now. You can pick it up on Blu-ray, streaming services. It's rated R. Our friends at Lionsgate sent us the Blu-ray for review. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis. And then once you give me your in- incorrect synopsis, I'll give you the proper one. Hmm. It's just, uh, let me see if I can sum this up for anyone to identify. You may not recognize this. Um, a group of youngish people go out in the woods and some bad shit happens. I know that's very, I know, I know. It's a, it's a strange concept. We've never heard of it before. It's shocking, revolutionary in storytelling world. Is that what the box says? It says, backwards revolutionary storytelling. And nerve jangling, <laughs> sus- no it doesn't. <laughs> It I says, don't think it's backwards storytelling. I'm just saying it's not no, exactly no, 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 a new no. concept. Not backwards. It says back. This is the real synopsis. Oh, backwards terror and nerve jangling suspense meet when Jen and a group of friends set out to hike the Appalachian Trail. Despite warnings to stick to the trail, the hikers stray off course and cross into a land inhabited by a hidden community. Okay. Suddenly. Under siege, Jen and her friends seem headed to the point of no return. That's it. Okay. I'm in. I'm all in. (laughs) I mean, it's not as good as mine, but whatever. All right. So there is a series of wrong turn movies. Mm -hmm. The original starred Elijah Dushku, um, and it was back in 2003. And it spawned, I think there was six or five sequels of varying um, quality. None of them had the stars. Some of them were straight to video. Some of them were prequel. One of them was a prequel. Mm. It was one of those. And they were varying levels of quality. Okay. Based on your own experience or from what you've read? Based on what I've read. I only watched the original one. Okay. Which I think you watched it with me. I don't remember it, but it's very possible. It's pretty generic, but also for the time there wasn't, let's just say what that one was about. It was a cannibal slash crazy family slash cannibal, Texas Chainsaw Massacre type. But at that time, there wasn't many of those movies. So it was kind of stuck out. 
This one, Wrong Turn, is they're calling it a reimagining of the series. I said to you, it doesn't, if this wasn't called Wrong Turn, it would. I mean, it doesn't matter that it's called. It's nothing to do with the original, right? Nothing to do with the plot line, the series. I mean, they bought the, they paid for the franchise to make a movie that it's not like they made another movie and then just slapped it on top. I think they really wanted to take it in another direction. Yeah, and and it's not the same. It, my friend, my friend just asked me. I'm, he said, I'm only going to watch it if it's the same as the original with, like, remake of all the same kills and everything. <laughs> and I said, well, you'd be disappointed because it's not that. And why would you want that? I, don't, I don't, don't know. An updated version of it? But no, it's not that. It's a new thing. It's also generic in a way. I said to you uh, as at the beginning of this film, what is it about films? They've all got the same setup. Group of teenagers. In this case, they're maybe... 20-somethings. 20-somethings. You know, they're going hiking, they're going swimming, whatever they're doing. In the woods. We know that the movie's called Wrong Turn, so we know that something's going to go to shit at some point, and then it does, and then, you know, all these movies have the same story, pretty much. But, you just, for some reason, if you're a fan of horror movies, each time it's telling you the same story, you're in, aren't you? You're like, you Not know, every time. It depends how well it's made, I guess. And that's sometimes intangible. You can't even tell. I mean, I've watched a lot of what you would call like low-end horror movies. There's nobody known in them. They're not the greatest production values, but I have really enjoyed them versus some high-end, as we would say, expensive with famous people and whatnot. And you're just like, ew, this is just, something's not here. You know, I don't, I can't put my finger on this story we're watching in this one. Again, not original. None of it is original. They tried to pretend in the little extra that they were twisting things around, you know, but they really weren't. But for some reason, the performances were pretty good. A few kind of wooden, don't you think? Especially the boyfriend and yeah, one of the I mean, friends. It was full of like generic characters who... I mean, yeah. you, you immediately have the mindset watching one of these movies. Disposable. Though, I said to you, well, they're all dead probably apart from <laughs> one of them, right? That's how it usually works. Yeah. This doesn't really go a, against what all other horror movies do. Correct. And it's, I don't know, I said to you, it's, I think it was particularly, like it was well shot, this movie. It looked really good. Special effects which are minimal, like, I mean, that log, I'm assuming, is CG that rolls down. Yeah, but it looked pretty good. Yeah, but it's mostly, like, practical stuff. There's a lot of people getting their head, you know, this head caving in type sequences that are using... um, Well, two, but that sounds like a lot. Yeah, well, that's a lot for one movie. And dummies, they're using dummies to do that. And I think dummies always looks better than CG bodies. Um, So the gore is good. It's really... It's pretty violent, right? And mm-hmm. it goes places with it. You're like, oh, wow, I didn't expect it to be that It's graphic. like bursts of violence, yes. Yeah, pretty graphic. Like, you, if you see somebody's head getting smashed in, it doesn't cut away. You see the head being Correct. smashed in. So that is... I, I appreciate that in a weird way. I don't know how I appreciate it. Why do I appreciate that? <laughs> I don't know. It's a little scary, but I don't know. <laughs> I quite like the characters. Didn't want some of them to die. Some of them I did. Mm-hmm. But unusually, the Severe. way these movies are set up is there are, they usually make the, you know, youngsters annoying in some way. And they did in this one too. There's a there's some annoyingness from them. And you're like, oh, 
Absolutely. I hope that one gets it first. (laughs) (laughs) We're terrible. That's part of the chat. That's part of the thing of these kind of movies, isn't it? You're like, who's going to go first and who's going to, which way is it going to happen? Yeah, but remember what I said, always remember, and I'm not going to toss spill anything here, but Cabin in the Woods, just always remember that feeling. And then, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Always remember that. I mean, this is no Cabin in the Woods. It is not, but I'm just saying that expectation in this movie's theme, a lot of it is expectations, prejudices, our assumptions about people and whatnot, your assumptions about a movie in the first few minutes, you know, we might be wrong. And even on a deeper level, your assumptions about a franchise that you've already grown familiar with. That is true. Listen to you. Yeah. Like I say, if you're a fan of the original and you've just come into this one in exactly the same thing, it is not that. So, but it is also, it is something cool. I liked it. It's a... You know, it's people in the woods, and then there's some people, and then there's some murders, <laughs> and then there's, uh, you know, this one has a like a twist. It has like Rambo traps. That's what they reminded me of. Is Those. that a twist? Well, it's it's different to the original. Oh, I'm not comparing to the original, so. Right, it's a twist on the original, because, I mean, I guess maybe they did have some traps. I was going to say, is it though? I don't even remember. I mean, I don't remember watching it, so. I don't remember. I really don't. You did watch it, definitely. We could have reviewed it, maybe. I'm not denying it, but that doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah, you didn't remember what I we watched I selectively remember things. So um, let's get into some more spoiler discussion here and discuss okay. the twists and turns of this movie. So if you don't want this spoiled, go and watch this. Come back and, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be right here. We'll, we'll be right. Wait we'll for. wait. Just hit pause and we'll wait. So, um, what did you feel about the, uh, how did you like the plot? The plot? Where it goes in the middle. I mean, we can spoil now, so say whatever you want. Sure. Well, you define for me what you, what you think the plot is. Well, the plot's the, uh, youngsters go into the woods just for a hike, minding their own business. As always in horror movies, the local people had told them not to venture off the trail for no, there's no reason. Just don't venture off the trail. But then they venture off the trail because they're stupid, right? This doesn't sound like a plot summary, but okay. <laughs> and then, well, I'm getting to the point. Then they venture off the trail and then they encounter a village of just people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're outsiders. They're like um, off the gridders. Preppers. Extreme preppers, would we say? Yeah. Yeah. And they are called the Foundation. And they are a alternate version of Americans who live in a different way. But is their way right? Is your way right? That's the question here in the... In the... Yeah, the plot is, who are the monsters? Right. The idea is, we see them, they look barbaric. You know, they wear skulls on their, you know, animal skulls and furs and shit. And they're, they seem barbaric. But then, of course, you have to turn the mirror around and look at yourself and be like, oh, but how terrible is our lifestyle? Because these people, have, they have their own laws. They have their own way of living. As does every society. Yeah. Crime and punishment and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know. And then it's that, you know, us shining a mirror on that, them shining a mirror on us and saying, no, you're the barbaric ones. Look and at your You're world. the bad guys. No, yeah. you're the bad guys. No, you're the bad guys. So I like that about this. Kind of, Yes. But what I really liked about this was it was pretty badass once they got into that village. I liked the, I liked the, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do to these people here. <laughs> like, are they, you know. Like Green Valley? Green Valley. Wasn't called Green Valley? You mean Green Room? 
No. Well, Green Room was interesting, too, but Green Valley. I don't know. You know. They go into the forest because he wants to save the forest. And then... Oh, the Green Inferno. Green Inferno, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Green Inferno is a cool movie. But it's the same thing. It's yeah, a group it really of is. people. Yeah. Go. And they're just living Something the Something terrible happens. The cannibals. <laughs> the cannibals are just in the rainforest doing their it's own It's just thing. normal. That's a normal... Yeah, that's just normal. You know, I liked how it gets really... It gets kind of intense and pretty hardcore in this villagey part. Especially the under-the-ground sequence and the, the bit with the... Uh, mm-hmm. You know... How he teaches people a lesson. All this, yeah. This, it's kind of crazy. But then, it like in the third act, there's this, on the periphery of all this happening, there's a whole thing from the beginning of the main lady's dad is looking for her, right? And then we go, we zoom out to the dad's perspective and we the dad comes in on a little rescue mission, which I didn't expect, actually, because I'd kind of forgot about him. That's my thing about the dad situation. I'm not sure what the actual point of that is when in the end she says in the extras she was really impressed that this young woman saved herself when in fact that isn't really how it turns out right i mean she kind of saves dad but dad shows up and she puts a plot in she puts that's not great it's not exactly so i don't really know what the point of that is except to i don't even know what the point of that was because we don't get any subplot about the only subplot about potentially lots of missing people, like getting kidnapped by this village, is a shack with a bunch of sunglasses and a bunch of backpacks hanging there, you know. And a mention of the lady in the bar says, like, people yeah. go missing, but then, then they never don't come turn back. up dead or alive. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Once you go up there, you're gone. So we get, not, we get, that's the only real subplot of that. We don't ever, we see some people with their, you know, in the down in the darkness and all that. We don't know who they are. They could be anybody, right? But the dad thing doesn't tie anything of that together even. It's not like he starts... I mean, this is another... Would this be like a movie trope where he goes on the internet and all of a sudden sees missing person, missing person, missing person, you know, from this area, like hundreds of them. And then you're like, ah, oh, that's where they are. And like, there's none of that. So dad doesn't serve a purpose. He's basically uh, Liam Neeson in Taken, but he's kind of shit. He has no special skills. No skills. <laughs> <laughs> he, ba- he barely can like walk up the But I kind of like that in a weird way. But I just don't see the point. Uh, it absolutely had no point for him to be even involved. Except just you would look for your kid, wouldn't you? Like, here's the deal. None of the other people's parents were out there looking for them. Well, not that we know of. Not that we were shown. But that's what I'm saying. Like, wouldn't yeah. this guy call? Well, would they even? Would he even know the parents? He would know the parents of her boyfriend. Yeah, and be I like, mean, "Hey, are you guys concerned?" And if they're like, "No, we don't care," well, we have none of that. So that's kind of a. And weird... we never do in any movie, really, do we? We uh, always focus like down on. It almost would have been better to make him be like the Liam Neeson special forces guy, right? Because he's it... the opposite of that, isn't he? He's got nothing. Yeah, like, he's he not Rambo. Even, he doesn't even understand guy. like what gear to bring with him. Or... <laughs> yeah. Like, he has to have these two guys to uh, who say, like, no, you're wearing the wrong stuff, you've got all the wrong things. But then that doesn't really help those two guys either, does it? I would say Dad's the biggest, not a weakness in the movie, but the least interesting thing to yeah. me. So there's the dad rescue. The third act is a dad, you know, dad comes to rescue, but then that doesn't turn out exactly. It's not Liam Neeson coming to rescue his daughter. It's more like daughter rescuing dad at that point. She's a badass, right? She's really the, lady, the girl who ends up living. She's good. Well, she's not really. 
I mean, she the first... turns out to be when it, the thing she's is, pressured. Let's just put this down there. They're there for six fucking weeks. And all of a sudden, she's a master with the bow and arrow. She's dressed like a fucking superhero little statuette, you know, that you would buy. Like her little animal skins and her cool belt and her hair's all braided down the side. She's been there for a month and a half. I mean, she's the king <laughs> the king of the village's uh, It doesn't matter. Wife. It doesn't matter. If you had said, if they'd said three years later, six years later, then I would have been like, oh, okay. So she's been training up and all, but not six weeks. It would have taken her three weeks just to acclimate. I mean, come on. <laughs> but we, uh, we didn't mention that the guy who runs this camp, he takes the young lady and she becomes his wife. Not against her will, because she actually agrees to it, right? They make I mean, a point of that. I'm sure you could have a very big social discussion about that. How yeah. many choices did she really have? Right. What was her other option? You know what I mean? Yeah. But the way they kind of portrayed it was like, no, she... And then I said to you, well, she's doing it for the long game, because she's going to yeah. knife him in the face in the middle of the night or something. It's not as straightforward as that stuff happens. The end part, this is my favorite part of the whole movie. I mean, I'm a bit disappointed in one part. Okay. So the end part, it it gets back to normal life. She survives. She's the only person who survives, actually, right? Spoiler. Big spoiler. Like in a lot of these movies, one or two people survive. Anyway, she gets back to normal life. How long later is that scene? It can't be maybe... Well, okay, here's the deal. Are we going to totally spoil all this stuff? Yeah, I mean, we got into spoilers. She's pregnant. So she looks like she's about four months pregnant. Right. So she was there for six weeks. She immediately, upon the first night that they're captured and threatened with going in the darkness, she becomes the guy's woman, right? Yep. So there's a month and a half that she would have been having sex with him. He's very potent. Now she's about four months pregnant-ish. She's a very thin lady, so I'd say four months, maybe. So that's all the time that's passed, yeah. So what I liked about this ending was she goes home. She's at home, you know, she's pregnant. We're like, wow. She's back to like the very mundane, blase life with she the walks. coffee machines and the vehicles and the her hair's all perfect. I mean, they make a point of making it all look very just glossy. Average, yeah. yeah. She walks into the uh, house and there he is. <laughs> this bad guy. <laughs> but he's like, you know, friendly. He's dressed in, you know, normal. He's back. He's in the normal world, not in his world. And he's, uh, hey, what, what he's come over for? To take her. No, I mean, what, what's what's this excuse he gives? Oh, they're the new neighbors, and they're yeah, talking new to neighbors, they're that's... talking to her stepmother, who looks like she's younger than her. So, hey, uh, look at our new neighbors. Then there's this like standoff scene where she's looking at him, and he's you know nobody knows who he is apart from the her, and he's she's looking at him, and then she goes to get some knives, and then there's a cool <laughs> scene where a lot of people die, but they kind of wimped out on that because it's not that right. I mean, just let people watch it. We don't have to tell them every single scene. What I'm saying is I'm disappointed with the what if scenario of that. I'm glad I got to see it play out like that. Oh, yeah. But it's not, it wasn't that part. That's too horror movie tropey, right? Mm. You know, it's like waking up from a dream maybe three times. Waking up for a dream and then waking up from that dream in a dream. I hate that. But this wasn't that, but. No, but it's kind of like that. It was almost just like her playing out the scenario in her mind. Yeah. But then, um. You don't get the title at the beginning of this movie at all. Did you notice that? No, I did not notice that. <laughs> there was no, it didn't tell you what the movie was. It just went straight into the movie. Hmm. And then right then the title comes. And then as the credits roll, the movie continues going. So watch it while the credits are rolling. 
But that sequence at the end there was what made it my favorite thing. Because it was like, in my mind, I was like, this is like a, you know, it's a filmmaker who's, it's actually wrong. But in my mind, it was like, oh, this is a filmmaker who's like, yeah, I'm tying this story up. I'm giving it a proper ending. And we, you know, it's not being left open for anything else. Yeah. But then when I heard him talk, he actually... What, His he perception was, is it's a totally open ending. <laughs> yeah, but to me it wasn't. It was more of a, okay, that's the end. Yeah. And I did like that it went that way. Because it, it seemed like an alternate ending. It seemed like it would have ended before that. And then you would have been sat there going, oh, come on. <laughs> but actually, how it does end is actually satisfying. I thought it was really satisfying. So I enjoyed... That's what put the icing on it for being a, a good horror movie for me. Like you say, it's very predictable in a way. Mm-hmm. But there are twists and turns along the way that I didn't see coming. I wasn't the fan of Wrong Turn who sat there going, okay, when are the cannibals coming? <laughs> and there is a little bit of a cannibal thing, but it's not a I focal... think it's just a nod to yeah, the original. It's not a focal thing, is it? It's not like these people are all cannibals. Let's get on to the... Have you anything to add to the... Uh, I don't. What? I don't. All right, the cast. You've got Charlotte Vega. She's a heroine. She plays Jen. I really liked her. She's British. I had no idea. They really trick you, don't they, those British people <laughs> with the uh, American accents? They're good. What did you think of her? She was good. I really liked her. I think that was part of why I was on board for the whole thing. Yeah, because of her. Mm-hmm. Like, did you like her from the off or did she just grow on you like after a while? Or was no, she I not- think I, pr- I don't remember being like, oh God. I Who mean, the your- other her other friends, yeah, were really obnoxious, but I liked her just... She was the only one I really liked, actually. These are the people. I'll name them all. They're all. They're all gonna die. <laughs> Aidan Bradley, Darius, Dylan McTee, Adam, Emma Dumont, Miller, Daisy Head, Edith. They're the. Uh, they're the crew. This movie has like the crew, like it has like the the gay couple and the the interracial couple. You know, it plays with like. Stuff from today, doesn't it? What do you mean, stuff from today? Well, that's what they were saying in the cred- in the um, extras that like well, they bring it in today's age where there's uh, you know openly gay people, and then they go to this backwater town and like you sound a little mocky when you say that, but yeah, they they were no, I'm not saying that, updating mocky. it. I'm saying that 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 this movie has that. If that makes you roll your eyes, that sort of stuff, because it mm. might right. Because it sometimes it feels really forced, and I thought it felt a bit forced it in did. this movie. Like Forcing, on, like. yeah. I I'm all I'm all in for representing everybody for real. However, <laughs> there's a however when it's very very clear that someone sat down and said we need this 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 and this because when they walk when into in that- fact ultimately then you've got all this diversity, but your main character, your heroine, your hero is just your bland person. This isn't a person of what a modern person would say is diverse, right? So I'm not sure what the point is, except to just make the point that we're being diverse. Because we're not adding value to the main character with any diversity. Part of the point was when they walk into the bumfuck bar, as they called it, (laughs) um, that they can be kind of like the guy's like, oh, yuppies. He called them yuppies, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> well, like, he's a little behind. I was like, yuppies? No, more like hipsters? He did, He then called them hipsters. Yeah. They was trying to show the prejudice, but it didn't really, it just felt a It bit, didn't come off, yeah. Yeah, like a bit much. And then we've got Matthew Modine as the father, Scott. Like he's the, I guess he's the famous person in this movie. What did you think of Matthew Modine? Oh, he was fine. I mean, he did a lot of grunting and climbing on things and, and kind of slipping a little yeah 
I mean, it could have been totally without him. That's that was my point about. Yeah, know. if there was if there wasn't the father's story, it wouldn't matter, would it? Correct. It would have worked just as well. I don't think it'd have been like, oh, I wish they would have had like a father. Somebody coming, coming to, to save her. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she didn't yeah. need that. No. And then the bad guy in quotations is Bill Sage. He plays Venable, and I really liked him. He was like a mustache twirl in Dick Dastardly. He was all Dick Dastardly, yes. Yeah. It was it was a bit overly theatrical, his portrayal of it. A but, little cartoony. But it was kind of weirdly like, oh, I don't know what this guy's going to do, like, like, because he's so weird. It's kind of like, I'm not saying this is good, but you know the way Johnny Depp plays things? Mm. And it's sometimes a bit OTT, like, you're like, oh, I might, I might have reined that in a little bit. Well, it seemed to work for this. Because he had like a weird French accent. I didn't think it was French. Yeah, I, think I felt it, like it was. I thought Nor- he was Canadian. I think it was Nordic of some kind. Mm, well, it wasn't very good because <laughs> I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla at the moment, and everybody's <laughs> Nordic in that game. And this guy sounded French. It was Dick Dastardly. I don't know. He kind of he kind of really ham it up. Yeah. But then he does something like super violent all of a sudden. And you're like, oh god. I, don't. I said that was his Negan moment. Yeah, I can't quite. Put a finger on what this guy is like. Didn't seem very happy though, did he? Like you said, nobody. No, did. this place is not like a utopian or anything. It's not like it seemed hard. It was horrible, and everyone's super miserable. Yeah. I mean, if not super violent, just super miserable. There was no like, this is utop. This is the better version of America, everybody. And look how great it is. No, but it was it was horrible. The only thing that like made it seem attractive was when he was like giving them the. Um, Taurus brochure version of it when he was saying, no, our place is great because we all have enough food. We're all equal. Black and white living unity. He said all these things and you were like, well, that's a good thing, but it looks like shit because there's no toilet, there's no running water, there's no nothing. And it's not even that so much as everybody is absolutely miserable. They're working's fine, but they look, there's no like, not even a hint of midsummer, right? There's no hint of like happiness and a weird like la di da. Look how we live, and we're all filthy, dirty, and we're fine with that. None of that. It was all like they're enslaved for real in this place. It was horrible, wretched, almost like they were zombies, but working. Maybe it was mind controlling them. Something. Because they did, they did make a point of showing you giving that guy a drink, and I was like, is that drink like a poison or something? Exactly. It did look like they're. Trying to taking him off to be have a yeah. weird. So this is directed by Mike P. Nelson. He hasn't actually directed feature films, just short movies. He seemed to be on the extras. He seemed to be a big fan of this wrong turn <laughs> franchise. Yeah, he did. Because he was actually excited. You could tell he, he was like, the, you know, I wanted to do this. And then we came up with this ending and he, he just looked excited. What did you think? Of, I liked the way this was shot. And, you know, it probably wasn't that expensive because it's not a lot of, I mean, it's the woods. <laughs> right? There's not a lot of set, really. There's the village. What do you see of the village? Like a room and a cave? No, you see the, uh, they walk through the whole village. That's where everybody yeah, looks miserable. Yeah, but it's, not, it's, not, it's like some trees and some little buildings. I think you completely underestimate how much effort people put into those sets because there was a lot of stuff going on. Well, I'm just saying it probably wasn't that expensive to make a movie of this. I don't know. But uh, I, think the sh- I think the camera work is good. They go shaky cam a bit near the beginning, but it's not always like that. Yeah, and if I don't notice it too mad, it's fine because I hate shaky cam for the most part. It's mostly when like something really intense is happening, like the log is rolling down the hill. Yeah, exactly, and that was fine because that seemed appropriate. There are extras. Uh, 
Well, let's do the IMDb reviews first. What are the IMDb reviews? It's IMDb, hard to say that. IMDb reviews are when you go out and find one-star reviews for movies, and you like to make fun of them. And that's about it. <laughs> All right, so these are the people who um, give it one star, which, are not, which is not us. The first guy says, I expect they plan to pull in profit off people looking for the other movie name wrong turn. What do you think about that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what they're trying to say, so... I mean, I know what they're trying to say. They're trying to say they're cashing in when this movie has nothing to do with Wrong Turn. This retake on Wrong Turn was a complete misfire. As made obvious by the trailers, it's a retread of Wrong Turn. However, is inspired by, at best, idiot millennial stereotype squad heads to the Appalachian Trail and immediately crosses path with scary hill folks. The ideas are there, but the execution is a complete failure. Mistake one, it's played seriously and there is no gore. No gore? Nope. Holy crap. What movie were these people watching? This is a thriller, not a horror. There's not even any blood. And this is that... I'll I'll tell you that there is a lot of gore. There's a lot of blood. Yeah. And there is a lot of, like, stuff that makes you wince a bit, you know? For sure. It's quite graphic in that way. Did this guy see some kind of weird cut there? (laughs) And then he says, I think there's room for a serious Wrong Turn remake. Make it like Deliverance or Cabin Fever. But not this messily written Borefest. Borefest. And this one guy says, the final guy, surprise, more woke garbage. I knew somebody would have a problem with this. Yeah. This trash has nothing to do with the original. And the fact that they use the name shows just how low Hollywood will go to sell their liberal message. One star is generous. Matthew Modine. I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> I'm sure Matthew feels real bad. There are some extras on this Blu-ray, which is novel. There's deleted and extended scenes, and there's Monsters Among Us, The Making of Wrong Turn. There's also the Wrong Turn promotional trailer, and a feature-length commentary with the director, which I will be listening to. It's been a while since I've listened to the director's commentary. Extra, the making of was quite good, I thought. It had all the stars yeah. talking. I like an extra like that if I feel like I got to know somebody a little bit. And I feel like I got to know the director's frame of mind and what kind of a fan he is of this kind of movie. Definitely. He felt like he was a guy who was very happy to make this movie and it was exciting to him every day. So I like that because sometimes they come across as bored or like, oh, I'm making this movie. Sometimes. This guy, this guy seemed really into it. In conclusion, I'm going to give Wrong Turn a 7 out of 10. Mm. I think I'll give it a 7. For what it is, and I enjoyed it, and when you said you had to stop at NP, I was like, oh, I bet it's almost over, and then it was only half over, and my feeling was, oh, good, we're only halfway done. So that is a good sign. I'm not saying it's great, and yes, I'm totally craps out on the story of her, like, becoming a, her... Arc is supposed to be that in the beginning, all of her friends have chosen careers and she hasn't. And her dad's trying to get her to take this office job with him, like an architectural firm, maybe. And she just can't decide. But you only get one line of dialogue to elude to that. Yeah. And then in the end, he says to her, what do we do now? She goes, all I know is every the next decision is all that matters. Which means, what? Now she's all grown up and she's She's willing to make decisions? I mean, I don't know. That is the biggest fall apart thing for me it didn't really flesh it out it didn't work Mm-mm. really as to what happens at the end and all that it's also kind of pointless yeah what she even. yeah exactly so movie recommendations i am going on the back of wrong turn i won't recommend you the original wrong turn 
<laughs> I recommend you The Hills of Eyes remake from the early 2000s. Oh my, that was pretty good. Yeah, you know, like when it came out, I was like, oh, you can't remake The Hills of Eyes. It's like remaking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just going to be garbage. But actually, it, they made it so intense and gruesome and just hardcore. It was like, wow. Like <laughs> it, it felt different to the original but like it was in that period of time where we were trying to where all the horror movies were trying to be more hardcore than the last one like yes. Saw and Hostel and so um I would recommend The Hills of Eyes remake and I I'll always recommend this movie and it's Midsommar <laughs> because this movie obviously they go to a place and there's a bit of a you know people dressed weirdly it's just it is a different scenario but it is Midsommar's uh, people living yep. the way they want, off the grid, kind of. That's what I'm recommending for this week's movies. My recommendations are from 1980, because I'm going through the 1980s. Every week I'll just pick two movies on my list of movies I've seen, and this week happened to be Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve. I don't know it. What's it about? Self-hypnotic guy kind of takes himself back to the past because he wants to get to know a woman in a painting that he has, and that happens to be Jane Seymour. And is this like it. that movie In Time? No. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, About Time or whatever that was Something called. like that. And then my other one is a pretty fun one. I don't know. I haven't watched it for oh, probably 20 years, but uh, Private Benjamin with Goldie Hawn. Private Benjamin. I get it mixed up with G.I. Jane. No, you don't. <laughs> Good grief. I know that's not true. No. I've seen no. Private Benjamin. Didn't they make a TV series of yeah. Private Benjamin? Yeah. But it wasn't Goldie Hawn, I don't think. No. Are you sure? I don't know. Don't remember now. I think it might have been actually been. I don't know. Strangely unrelated to this movie. (laughs) But still good picks. Apart from Somewhere in Time, which I don't know if it's good or bad. It's a little bit like a TV movie. Or it might be a TV movie. Is it like a Hallmark movie? Seemingly, yes. All right. So, Ace Scully stuff. I've been playing a new PlayStation 5 game this week. It is called Yakuza Like a Dragon. You've been playing the crap out of that game. I have played, I think I played 20, 23 hours of it this week. It's an RPG set in, it's actually the new Yakuza game. There are a bunch of Yakuza games. I think there's six. I think this is actually the sixth one. They've made a big turn with this one. All the other Yakuza games were fighting games where you go around and then you fight people and you'll. This is actually an RPG game, like a um, old school Final Fantasy where you choose. They do all fight, but you don't. You're not directly fighting. You're I'll picking, fight you. You're picking from menus, like what moves you want them to do. Each move costs a certain amount of points, and it's like a strategy game. But then there's a whole big story in it too. The Yakuza story. It's goofy because it's made by Sega of Japan. I mean, it's pretty goofy, right? You, you've watched. Mm-hmm. Have you watched a bunch of it? A little bit. What do you? What did you say? You said it looks like an arcade game. Yeah, it looks like an advanced arcade game that you would go and sit and play for, or stand at and play for several hours. Is that we when you said that were you talking about like how it looks? Yeah, like the graphics. You know where they put the heads on the side and they're very graphic and colorful and well drawn, and then you get lots of just graphics. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like yeah, a, like it, it, like they like do that hood. in arcades to attract you really quickly. Like, yeah. Oh, wow, look at that. That looks cool. It's real smooth and like there's lots of drawings everywhere (laughs) but 
it's an RPG. It's got a really deep story. I've heard, you know, looking on the strategy guides and stuff online, it's over 100 hours long. There's a lot of grinding to do if you don't like grinding, which is you go around, you fight stuff, and you level up. And, like, in this game, like old RPGs, you might get to a point where it says... You get to a point where the story is about to advance and it will say to you directly, you need to be about level 15 to complete this next part. So you'll look at your level and you'll be like, oh, I'm level 12. So then you might have to spend an hour going around the town leveling up and then come back to the story. So there's a lot of, you know, um, that old school gameplay if you're Mm. an RPG fan. Right. There's also like cool mini games. I found one yesterday, which was cool. There's a university. You didn't see this. Mm. But I found the university and went up to the desk and it's like, oh yeah, we've got a hundred exams. If you can uh, do, the, you do the exams, you'll become a better person. And you've got these like meters, like for intelligent you are, how, you know. Wow. So the first exam, it was like basic math. So I did that and it was fairly easy. But then it was like, okay, the next exam is um, animals. And it was questions about animals. You have to answer them in a, in a set time. Like It's like a trivia game. And then it was like, know your history about Sega arcade machines. And I was like, I probably do know that. And I, so, so happens it did. But there was like a, there's like a hundred. That's a mini game, basically. It's like a trivia game. There's like a karaoke machine that you can go and sing. And it's like Guitar Hero. You press the buttons in time to the music. There's a kart racing game in the city where you can go and drive a kart around. There's a little mini game where you drive a bike and you pick up cans from around the city to recycle them. <laughs> uh, there is a mini game where, and this isn't just a mini game. It's a, I think it's like massive. There's a whole business simulation game where you run this business. You've seen this part. Yep. It's and pretty involved. It's really deep and there's so much to it. Like, and I got really hooked on that. That's why I played it for a long time the other day. I was like, I'm going to get this business to the top of the stock exchange. <laughs> I'm a, I'm about number 30. Got to get to the top. It's full of stuff to do. What was the name of it again? What? The game? The game's called Yakuza Like a Dragon. The last Yakuza game, I think, was Yakuza 6. So I'm assuming this is Yakuza 7, but because they've re... You don't need to have played any of the other games. It's The story is pretty straight up. Story's not hard to follow either. And sometimes on these Japanese games... They get really convoluted, and this one's not really very hard to follow. And mm. what I found interesting about it is your hero, Ichiban, he's not particularly a bad guy, is he? He's like Doesn't a likable like. dude. I mean, he's like, been a bad guy, but yeah, he but wants he, to make right. He wants to make right. That's the whole thing. He's like, he doesn't want to be in the mafia, really. He just wants to be better than he was. Also, well, leader of the Yakuza guy is uh, voiced by George Takai. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Like a Dragon, Yakuza, I highly recommend it. In fact, I want to play like some more. Like a dragon. Ooh. <laughs> Madonna does not have anything <laughs> to do with the soundtrack. <laughs> it's by Sega. It's on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xboxes, and PC. So you can play it wherever. So that's Like a Dragon. Sidtar, what's for dinner? Well, we've decided collectively tonight when I'm going to go out for supper. going to make sandwiches and soup. Crazy is that? <laughs> it's not really crazy. It's not. 
I'm looking forward to it. What is your And the advice? reason we're telling you what we have for supper is that we are vegetarian. And a lot of people think when you're vegetarian, you're like starving to death or you just eat like grass and weeds and stuff. And that's not it's true. partially true. Uh, you can. And we have. But we don't. That's not all we eat. In fact, for lunch, I had an amazing dinner at a winery. You know? A really good soup. You're a winery. A salad. Oh, wait, there's the grass and the greens, and then the soup is loaded with vegetables. But, yeah, that's why we tell you what we eat. We're, we're not starving. We don't care if anybody else eats meat. We both ate meat for a very long time, like 40 years. And we just made a change, and I love it. I love examining all the possibilities. I love food anyway, but... So that's what we're having for supper. A plant-based deli slices on our sandwiches... And uh, good old Campbell's tomato soup. We also finished Wonder Vision. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I loved it. I was uh, thoroughly, what'd you call, satisfied with the whole thing. Yeah. I think it was really fun. You like it? Yeah, loved it. Recommend it. <laughs> what is your advice? Uh, my advice is sometimes have a glass of wine for lunch. Or whatever. Whatever the thing is that you think, oh, I shouldn't have that for a Can lunch. you go back to work a bit sozzled? Uh, it doesn't really salsa you, like, one glass of wine. Probably would for me if I don't drink. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's just really, and I had a really nice one. It's called Cupcake. I don't even know if that's a real kind of wine, but it was very sweet. and Cupcake's kind of like, a brand of wine. Oh, is it? Yes. Well, that's what it was then. <laughs> that's how much I know. <laughs> I would probably instead drink beer, but we were at a winery, so. Cupcake wineries. And my friend bought my lunch, so thank you to my friend if she's going to listen to this. I don't know if she will. She does listen to our podcast, right? I don't know if she listens to all of them. Well, she's not obligated. What kind of friend is she? She's, <laughs> don't say that because now she, if she's listening <laughs> and you say that, now she went, oh my God, now I have to catch up and listen to all 664. I expect that <laughs> before next week. And there'll be a quiz on every single one. What's my advice from episode 625? What do we have for dinner on 623? That'd be a good, uh, we need to do that. I mean, we wouldn't know the answers. We would not know the answers. We'd have to cheat. All right, so what's your advice? I just is, said. Is that a, it? Have a glass of wine for lunch sometimes. It's really no big deal. Right, I, mean, I don't unless like you don't wine, drink. so I will not take your advice. But what what would you have then instead that's something that you... Well, you, you're not a vice kind of a guy. Well, I'd drink a, I'd drink a Pepsi. I would never drink a Pepsi at lunch, but I would try one. What do you mean never? We have Pepsi with our takeaways all the time. At lunch. Oh, th- this is your wildness to yeah. have a glass of Pepsi. <laughs> I only drink water until uh, until the evening. Oh my God, you do. That's well, you drink hot tea, so you yeah. drink. <laughs> I would have a my fizzy. husband loves to live on the wild side. I would have a fizzy I might beverage. Just, I might have Pepsi for lunch. <laughs> and here I'm telling people to drink booze. That's hilarious. I might shoot some heroin before <laughs> oh noon. God. Now this is something I'm unaware of. So why want to fill me in on this one? Take a bit of crack. <laughs> take some crack. Yeah. Is that how the kids say it? Hey, man, I'm going to go take some crack. Is that what they say? I'm gonna, I, I don't know. I'm going to hit up some crack, mate. <laughs> is that right? Are you a downtown London guy? No. Doing some crack? This has gone a very weird way. All right. So uh, you can catch us on aschoolie.com. The podcast is all there for you. Just go to aschoolie.com. You can subscribe. You can listen on the page. It's really easy to find this podcast. You can also go to anchor.fm slash after the show. That's another place where the podcast is. I uh, post the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
Welcome to the new members of the Facebook group that joined this week after listening to the show. Fab. I uh, want to email... You can no. You can email me ascoli at Don't email Sid Talk. She hates your guts. I really, don't. I don't hate. You despises the. I don't hate anybody. And stay classy. The wrong turn, people who died in this movie, for our entertainment. Oh my! You mean the ca- fictional characters? Yes. Goodness gracious! And I'm gonna say, think for yourself, or someone will do it for you. <laughs>